sweat running all over my chest. I don't quit. I just press harder. Yeah. Than I ever did before going for the dreams that I have in store in my mind. And I know that I'm making it. I gotta get mine and nobody's taking it away. Cause Hammer don't play that. You try to get mine, boy, you better step back, freeze. Cause you don't want none, I hustle for my muscle. And you look weak, son. Real weak, yeah. <laughs> I'm going for all that I can get. Kicking at the top. Cause I'm too legit to quit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Hey, hey, too legit. Too legit to quit. Hey, hey. I just love, for those of you listening at home, everyone currently in this video chat had their palms to their heads palms to foreheads mm -hmm. because we knew what was coming yep you knew you knew you knew all along everybody listening to continue <laughs> no, knew. they knew what they were in for they knew what they were in for all along welcome can to you imagine episode... if this is somebody's first though oh i hope it is <laughs> if this is your first if this if this is your first i'm so glad that i gave you my special gift today <laughs> I gave you my. I gave you. That, my, that's a wow. phrase laden with anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Glad you made it. Welcome to the farm. Uh, here we are. We made it. Okay. Uh, continue like episode fourteen. <laughs> Every episode ends with "Looks like we made it." Every episode ends in Barry Manilow's heart. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello. And I have a cavalcade of wonderful people with us today. We have Susan Arndt. Hey, I'm not dead. Yeah, you're live amongst the living. You I were am. you were hurting for. I uh, was. I was in bad shape. It was not good for for a week. I was completely non-functional as a human being. Susan, wasn't it the SWU? Did you have the swine flu? The H1N1? Uh, I I don't I I don't know what it was. Um, ha if I had been able to get myself clothed and get to a doctor, <laughs> maybe I would have been able to find out. However, that was not in the cards. I just hear Christina Ricci in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas there. I don't know what it was, sir, but it was real bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we also have Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Uh, so this weekend, a hundred percent of my family was some level of sick. So yeah. it's, it's, it's been, it's been a fun week and it will That's continue math I to can be do. fun. Yeah. How many, how many, uh, child vomit shirts did you have? So Dave? far, no vomit, but everyone is, uh, Penny has the sniffles and is feeling lightheaded. Jonah has a fever. Uh, Kaisa, my wife has been all over the spectrum, but so far, no vomit. I, no I had like, some nights. There were some nights I lay in bed going like, "Oh no!" But nothing Who's would ready? happen. Nothing would happen. So you ready for this to get foul? Are you guys ready for this to get really gross? You I'm ready, to get, ready to get Ill, ready to get ill. I was about to say Literally. it's a free podcast, but it's not. Some people pay money dollars for this, and I'm yeah. just subjecting them to <laughs> well, it. Well, exactly. Some uh, people pay money dollars. For this. Some people pay money dollars. Yeah, you. Well, we're we're going to tell you at some point. So you too can pay money dollars. You too so, can pay money dollars. My my daughter Lyra, <clears throat> um, she wasn't she wasn't sick, but 
she was so congested and the post-nasal drip was so strong that she, by the weekend, was coughing like a cat. It was like, literally like, (laughs) and then she would, she, because she's, you know, not even two, so she doesn't know how to clear her throat. She hasn't grokked that. Right. And so you you put the thing on their nose and they go, and you're like, no, (laughs) that's not how that, okay. Do that, but with your nose. But with your nose, she, she, she knows how to blow her nose. She can do it, but she can't, she can't clear her throat okay and so eventually it just escalates and ex- escalates until i have what is essentially a mcflurry <laughs> all over my shirt <clears throat> it's just a i just thought this a- was headed towards like <laughs> human hairball kind of thing yeah. like eventually no, there's I, just a this globule is, this is a fucking blizzard a de- dq gotcha. blizzard <laughs> filled with reese's pieces but all oh, she had earlier okay. yeah there you go you, you, take it, it be- you have to take it and sh- turn it upside down to show that it's solid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. That's right. They're required and to do that or they give you your they, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> they have to do that now. That that wonderful succulent voice that you hear, everybody, mm. uh, is our very special guest on this episode. Uh, for longtime listeners, a dear old friend, the champion of Charleston Chew. <laughs> The, ch- the the jack of all trades of getting jack. Are, are you are you like signaling him in like he's a boxer? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, because eventually we're gonna have like he's gonna get down because this is a video podcast for backers, so they're gonna see him get on his knees, and we're gonna have to like throw the cape on him and okay, lead him yeah. off. Uh, that's Sam Prell, everybody. Games Radar's own Sam Prell. Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you? Sam, how the hell have you how the hell have you been? Oh man, let me uh so I'm in the middle of getting a mortgage and house hunting. You, holy and, isn't that fun? And uh getting married next May. And Yeah, no no kidding. Like we were talking about this a little bit on the intro, but you went from like we live in a in a college dorm to full on adult <laughs> in like six months. Yeah. This is amazing. You got I, hit with the with like a tsunami. I'm writing the coat. It's not a- me. I'm writing the coattails of greatness. <laughs> That's. I mean, I've I've had this very blunt conversation with my lovely fiance, who unfortunately is not here right now. She is uh, actually out of state working. Um, oh, I thought I, she was in Sioux City. Sioux Falls. Oh, Sioux Falls. Okay. Which is South Dakota. Yes. Uh, so I've I've turned to her before and been like. You know I'm marrying up, right? Like, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I know, sweetie. Uh, everybody knows. That. Everybody there's knows. No, well, I no mean, point. if you're a, if you're a games journalist, I mean, there's not. Well, I mean, you really have no choice. It's but it's true. <laughs> like, what would I mean? Crack addict is the only way down. Honestly, yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's crack addict, and then YouTube. Oh. And then, hey, you guys, what's up? Like and subscribe. <laughs> I can't believe I missed the opportunity to introduce you as It's Your Boy. <laughs> Sam Pro. Uh, Sam, speaking of chattel, uh, you're, you're going to be a homeowner, but let's talk about the things that actually matter. You've been bulking up your classic gaming library over the past year what's what 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 are your latest acquisitions of of old school media 
Well, my latest acquisitions would be... Uh, I've got one right behind me, actually. Hang on. This is good radio. It is good radio. <laughs> uh, but for those who are tuning in, that is Future Cop, LAPD. Nice. That is uh, a great game. Back God, from I miss those kinds of covers. The, the Fever it's, Dream it's... era when everybody was certain that Los Angeles was going to turn into, like... Just, Los Angeles. Well, it did. Yeah. I've seen Demolition I mean, Man. <laughs> Demolition Man is a documentary shot in real time. <laughs> What's your boggle? <laughs> and uh, I also picked up uh, one of the games that I decided to do for my four in February, which is Finks and the Cursed Mummy. I am so oh. excited to hear your thoughts on that game. Finks and the Cursed Mummy is like a, if people don't remember it, it's a sort of semi-cartoony. Uh, almost Mario 64-esque platformer adventure game for GameCube and oh, PS2. Yeah. 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 During that era when like, you couldn't oh, yeah. throw a stick without hitting a mascot platformer. Right. But, but, like, but, but it was like as it was ending. Yeah. Decent, though. It's, yeah. and this the, one's supposed to be good. I thought that it was going to be more like Mario or uh, Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank where it's really focused on the platforming, but it's actually been more like uh, it kind of straddles the line between that and like a banjo kazooie where it's all about like puzzle solving and getting the right item to the right npc who can then open the door or the gate or whatever for you so what are you playing it on uh ps2 you're playing it on ps2 not gamecube not you're the not, GameCube. You're not keeping it. I, real, I, most, I like, basically just saw it on the shelf at a local store and i was like oh yeah i wanted to That's play nice. that back in the day i should get that and then I, I did. I was hoping I was hoping that I would have received these in time for this episode and that I could have played them. Uh, but the I got two PS2 games in the past week. They both arrived in just the past 24 hours. I got Chulip, and I don't oh, know if any of yeah. Nice! Yeah. Chulip, for those unfamiliar, <laughs> is is very much a game about sexual assault. Uh, no, it, <laughs> it really is. is. It's, like, it's this bizarre cutesy adventure game made by the guy that made rule of rose but not <laughs> it's not shit. upsetting like that but you go around this like japanese neighborhood and you're trying to spread happiness by kissing strangers so and it's, you have it's these, donald trump the game it's but like but, but the problem is is you are a you're the opposite of trump you're this yeah. bashful uh down on his luck failure of a businessman and you just go <laughs> well, around being well, like we? well yeah no touche touche yeah uh but you just go around getting smacked so i haven't i haven't gotten to fire it up yet i've always wanted to play it i got that and death by degrees now do those oh, no. oh, anything to you? Sure. i remember death by degrees. nina freeman from yeah. Yeah. It's the tekken action game wow. where yeah, all yeah. the fighting moves are done with the right analog stick I want to see what a travesty this is. Oh my god! Did you ever play? Uh, what was that Jet Li game that did something similar? Rise the, the to one, Honor, right? No, was it called Rise oh, to Rise Honor. Honor? Yeah. Did it come out at the same time as the one? I think or- it was. It was. It was that like hot minute when Jet Li was like in everything. In two thousand three, five Jet Li movies came out a month. Yeah, and at least three of them had Bob Hoskins in it. <laughs> You're gonna wear that collar, Jet Li. Anthony, I'm uh, a little surprised. I thought that you surely would have had ordered Fear Effect and Fear Effect 2 to celebrate the impending release of Fear Effect Sedna. 
And Sam, you know I already own them. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, why would you need to order them if you've Come already got on. them? Sorry. You know that on my wall I have that, like, really offensive ad for the second one framed somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's why these ladies put the ass in assassin or something oh, like no, that? No, it's, no, one of them, and it's, it's the one where I think they finally got them all revoked. It had, so the, the game had 13 endings. And it was a shot of the two uh, protagonists in their uh, in their bra and underwear, and it said, "It's no wonder this game has thirteen climax." <laughs> Somebody approved that shit and like put it in the magazine that kids were buying at Price Chopper. Like yeah. that's a thing. That, I think I read that in my library, like my yeah. school library, because we had a bunch of game magazines, like with all the other periodicals and stuff in the back, this, and we'd read. This them. goes back uh, on our last episode. If, for anybody listening to this who isn't one of our Patreon backers, in our last episode, we answered a listener question about what is a game that you enjoyed, and you know, even though you enjoyed it, you look back on it and recognize that it had real problematic elements. And Susan's answer was <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all the games forever still and and before yeah fear effect would be a big here's the problem fear effect retro helix especially was a kick-ass game yeah, yeah like, but i mean the way it was marketed was hey we got hot lesbians the game the game the game that was Which, it, it was that it. was the, the that, that was the entire idos like business plan it was just like you went to like a quarterly earnings meeting and it was like projections 1998 <laughs> misogyny. And what, it was just like, it, it's just, what is Andrew House doing over at Idos? Ladies and gentlemen, I have an exciting opportunity <laughs> for you in the PlayStation family of consoles. God, hey, and there's just Andrew. an arrow. <laughs> going up it's just a big red arrow climbing this isn't the wall andrew this is as the... misogyny it's just like the calendar year going yeah. to the right and misogyny like that <laughs> but you can't call it misogyny we're showing diversity <clears throat> it's diverse it's an entirely new paradigm brought on by lara croft and her spectacular triangle memories spectacular um, is my new favorite word that's <laughs> the only I, word it's spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about new video games. Let's talk about things that are okay. actually contemporary. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't want to wait uh, for our lives to be over. I want to <laughs> talk. I want to talk right out the gate with one Susan Arndt hey. about a game called Xenoblade Two. I know yes. that we've covered this game a lot on this show recently, but we're gonna keep going on this train because. The 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 exile from anime forest herself <laughs> has been playing anime bullshit the sequel. Okay, okay, now here's where we have to disagree. While it is true that there is a certain degree of anime bullshit going on, and that Pyra's titties defy gravity, and you've got like this penguin-shaped rabbit who wants to fuck a robot. Yep. There it's ex- it's really, really well localized, isn't the, it? It really, it, it is. It's yeah. shockingly well localized. Uh, they uh, used um, Welsh and Scottish voice actors, or at least people who can do passable Welsh and Scottish accents, and they talk like people actually talk, yeah. which is remarkable because that never happens in a JRPG. Let's especially be in as anime e a game as this is. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, but I, I like, I dig the core story about, you know, the cities on the back of Titans and I'm into it. You know, the, the blade driver relationship, uh, you know, it doesn't have any characters going, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it doesn't There's have that a, level. Are there any text bubbles that are dot, dot, dot. No. As the character goes. No. Ah. no. There's oh. no, there no sweat big, bubbles. No there one, big there drop is of sweat. One, there is one. There is one. And it's when the gerbil reveals his fuckbot. Right. But even <laughs> that, it, it, it's funny. Like, it's, right. it's, it's, it's actually, like, that moment is genuinely funny. It's genuinely yeah, funny. It's, he, he has all these made costumes that he was going to put on this robot. And they're like, dude, what's up with the maid? No, they know. They're, I, I don't know how those guys. And it's, it's fun. It's amusing. It's played for laughs as opposed to, like, this being a normal kind of thing to want to dress up your robot like a maid. So yeah, there, there is there is anime bullshit in it, but it's really pretty mild, relatively speaking. And I, I feel like the voice acting and the translation uh, just really elevates it. However, why, why, Susan, why do you think people like when this game came out in December, everybody was like, turn off the English voices immediately and only listen to the Japanese voices like I, I'm with you. I think the because the they're weeboots and gutter trash. That's why. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna say I'm, you know exactly why. It's because it's the exact same crowd that always says that same yeah. thing. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Voice I feel sex. personally attacked here. Well, uh, you are also weeboot gutter trash. Well, okay, Dave. You started a change.org petition to get the vagina bones put back into Xenoblade. Look, the, it's, you cannot censor art, okay? <laughs> no. Well, wait, okay. Why Why do you, why would you rather have, in this specific case, because, uh, I mean, it, if it's a case where the English voice acting is, oh my God, so bad, I totally get it. Um, so why in this case? Would Honestly, you- it was the it was the battle voices uh, because I didn't know you could turn them off. And then I was like, all of this, like, as soon as I changed it to Japanese, it was like, oh, I can just let this wash over me uh, gotcha. because like the, the language actually like it. Japanese language does a lot of repetition because it's uh, syllabic and that's just how like lots of call and response and stuff. So like hearing them shout their their moves over and over again doesn't grate me the way that you hear like okay. like in the first Xenoblade hearing it's Rhine time for yeah. like 500 times I'm like I just want to jab an, eye pick, uh, an ice pick into my ear so I don't have to listen to this anymore so fun story I attempted to turn down because because you told me this yeah so, yep. because they do they because re- battles uh, go on for quite a while and they just they repeat their move names over and over and over again and if I hear that little penguin rabbit say spinning one more time i'm going on a killing spree but so i attempted to turn the the battle voices down and you will see if you look at my options that meter is all the way to the left they don't stop they just keep going i can't escape them susan i'm wondering if so you can you have to so to get to the japanese language option Mm -hmm. you have to download a patch and you have to do it on purpose Interesting. So I I wonder because honestly I have never heard the battle voices oh. in Xenoblade Two. The mm. only reason I purchased this game and was willing to engage in it <laughs> is because I heard that you could turn battle voices off. Yeah, that's fair. And I can't even be I, mad about that. I quit Xenoblade One after fifteen yeah. hours because if I heard what a bunch of jokers, what a bunch <laughs> of jokers, what a bunch of jokers, <laughs> I'm again, really feeling it. 
I'm really yeah. feeling it. I, I honestly, like, I almost <laughs> went to Japan and just slapped everybody who works at Monolith. No, that's fair. So, that's completely yeah, fair. Yeah, so I, I don't know how, how they sound at all, but I'm wondering if you can, you know, sort of trick your game right. into working properly by downloading the patch and trying I'll try it. Again. I'll try it yeah. because, oh my God, I actually, if it's going to be a long fight, like a boss fight, I mute my television. I just can't. <laughs> I can't deal. I'm choosing party members based on what they say in battle. Like, no. I could, I could no. use his his tank powers, but uh, no, no. He's, he's so better. much stronger, no. but he yeah. just he talks a lot, and I can't he deal with just, that. Just yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Okay. So I I dig the voice acting. The music's great. I like the story. I think the the story is actually very cool. I love the character of Gramps. Mm-hmm. He's he's just the best. I can listen to Nia all day long. Yeah, she is great. The problem is that the game doesn't teach you anything about the combat. And the combat (laughs) is incredibly complicated. I am, I think, 18 hours into this game. I only just figured out that the button I was using to try and pause the game so I could go make a sandwich actually does shit in battle. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's that's an issue that's an issue yeah so the that part is just such crap it's such it's such bullshit i can't even like i appreciate they don't want to overload you because it is a very very complex layered intricate combat system where you get into combos with your teammates and your ability to switch between blades uh blades are like uh personas in the persona games they have different abilities and and you can uh carry eventually i'm hoping more than two you can okay good uh and you can switch them out and and you know one might be fire-based one might be water-based one might be a tank one might be a healer and use them as the the battle makes sense uh and then there's different much like a fighting game if you build up this particular meter like, as you thwack on the bad guy, a meter fills. If you fill it all the way up to the top, you can do super badass moves. It's There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, and where you are, it still isn't even full no. strength. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. And they still haven't told me, fuck all. You have to go to, to an informant in town and pay them for them to yeah. tell you tiny little nuggets of wisdom about the game. You gotta be like, look, here's 1,500 gold. <laughs> Please tell me what the <laughs> elemental sphere is about. And you get one sentence and you feel you feel like you have found an oasis in the desert. You're like, yes, yes, it's just a few drops of water, but I'll take it because now I know just a little bit more about the combat. It's n- <sighs> so I have I have a question because okay. the thing that is remarkable about Xenoblade 2 and the way people have reacted to it mm-hmm. is that some people moan about there being too many tutorials about there being too many yes i I know this is a people yell like it interrupts you constantly even when you're 80 hours into the game there's still like tutorials that pop up to explain new things and it's infuriating how much hand holding there is and other people like yourself are like one window came up and was just like, go fight God. And then <laughs> no. I, I wondered what and that as, meant. As near as I can tell, there's no way to go back no. over the tutorials. So like, 
like it'll teach you something never mention it again and then like three hours later you'll be like oh i wonder if this is the thing that was talking about i i literally literally had to go like 15 hours in go paid informant to find out what affinity was right yeah i had no fucking clue i'm like oh i guess it's that gauge up in the corner no it's the little squiggly line between you and your blade okay And you Shit. want it to be, you want what that squiggly it? line to be gold. Uh, right. have that gold line. Right. I don't know why you want that, but I know you do. And so, I know so, you need to stay close together. But then again, that's kind of on the blade to catch up to you wherever you are. So, where, what would be better, though? Like, how would it just be show you the tutorials and then have, like, like any reasonable game, a compendium? <laughs> Uh, right. Where, like, well, you first, could go in. Exactly. I found th- this is the rare moment where there wasn't too much tutorial for me. I hate tutorials. I of hate course. interruptions. I just want to go. And this was the right amount. And, like, it's completely subjective. It's just, it's totally subjective. This was my baby bear's bowl of porridge Goldilocks moment for tutorials and teaching me the game. This this the way Xenoblade 2 is just worked for me as opposed to something like Persona 5 oh, where you know yeah. Persona 5 brings up like text menu after text menu after text menu and yeah. forces you to sit through it all and I'm like guys shut up please shut up. But at the exact same time I realized that you know I, I'm I that's just me with this game. You know, I it's so long Here, here's, and here's so my involved. Issue. Yeah, you're, you're you're not wrong. Having having the entire thing explained to you at once would be a nightmare. It would it would completely suck all the fun out of it. You would just be getting into something and you'd be interrupted, and then it's pulling you out of the game. So I do appreciate that it breaks the combat tutorials up into chunks. The mm. problem is that it lets you do things before you've learned about them. Yeah, that's a huge problem. Like, you, there's a move you can do. Uh, as as Rex, uh, who is a salvager, you have kind of like a hook shot on your wrist. And at a certain point, at a very specific point in the game, you can learn how to use that to juggle enemies. You can't do that until the game teaches you how. Yeah. It's just not possible. So like, but that's not the case with a lot of different stuff in the combat. You'll be, stuff will happen on screen and you'll you won't know what you did to make that happen like i would like that to happen again please why is this not happening you have no idea that's the problem i have it's it's very much a learn by doing kind of thing but there's man they do not give you enough tools to figure out what the fuck is going on yeah they just don't it sounds like the it sounds like the opposite of my experience with tales of berseria which Mm was like a every like every two fights you're getting a new pop-up being like this is how you do this thing this is a soul art it's different from a break art which is different from a rage art make sure that you don't mix your soul arts with your rage breaks oh right there's a rage break as well as a rage art so you gotta ah like i was 12 hours in and just i was like when am i gonna actually learn the combat of this game (laughs) Because I feel like I should know it by now. And in that case, having a bunch of tutorials like every, like I said, every two or three fights, it felt like didn't necessarily help me because it was just an overload of information. 
Yeah. So and I kind of wonder. Especially those Tales games. The, the Tales games are not a bad corollary for Xenoblade 2 as well. You know, it's not quite as. So Tales of. Ber, is it Berseria? I say Berseria. You say it like it's an undergarment? <laughs> Tales of Berseria. <laughs> Area, area. Andrew House presents it in Idaho's joint <laughs> Tales of Brasilia. <laughs> it will sell like hotcakes on Sega's Dreamcast. I don't know how else you pronounce it. I don't think there's a way to pronounce it and not have it sound weird. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> accurate. But like, there's it's fighting moves, right? Like you're you're kind of sword and you're you're pressing right plus attack and back plus attack. That's how yeah. those Tales games work. Yeah. Yeah. So Xenoblade 2 is not quite that active, but there is like a similar, like a timing element. You have to constantly be on the lookout for when your, you know, basic, your, your auto attack, your basic attack is always going. You're always attacking Mm. and it's one, two, three, light, medium, hard hits, just running. And you think, all right, well, that's what you do. And then the game tells you, but you have these special moves, you gotta wait for them to fill up, and then you can just do them whenever. But then the game will stop you again and be like, but what you really want to (laughs) do is only do your special attack at this exact moment that one of your other attacks is connected, and then you'll see a blue ring just like, like a a stun gun from the original Star Wars will come out of your character. And that means you did it right. I also love that, like, one of the boss fights is literally like, hey, you might notice these things going on over here. That's a, that's a affinity link or whatever, but don't worry about that right now. Just fight the boss. Yeah. It's fine. You're yeah. like, wait, what? Why did you tell me that? I just, I just, I just did a, a, a thing where they're talking about element spheres or something like that. And... Like, oh, well, if you do this and this, then you'll attach an element sphere to the enemy. I never saw one of those goddamn spheres. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I'm expecting, like, a big balloon attaching to a dude's, like, shoulder. No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. Fine. Fuck it. I'm not going to worry about it. You can just ignore it. I, I do gonna... feel like it's all a overcorrection for Xenoblade Chronicles X. Which, I, Dave, you're the only one here who's played that besides me, right? Yeah. The Wii U one. Because I think that that is the least friendly, most stupidly complex. And I don't yes. mean that as like a modifier being like, it's crazy how complex it is. I mean, it's dumb. Yeah, it's it is dumb, dumb how complex it is. There's no it, reason for it. It, it. The first 20 hours of the game is literally a nonstop tide of menus being like, all right, so we've learned how to fight with your right hand. Now, we're going to move on to moving with your left foot and mining. Now, there are 83 different types of mining. Number one. You have to transfer all of your resources, but you got to do it right. Otherwise, you won't get the items you want. We're not going to tell you how to get the items you want. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like JRPGs of this nature could take a page from fighting games. In, at least in terms of combat. I know that there's a lot more mm-hmm. to... Like, you want to know how to farm for certain materials and whatever. That's... However you do that is entirely different. But when it comes to combat, the ability of a fighting game that has a good, like, tutorial or practice arena 
is mm. invaluable because you learn yeah. how to like you don't have to get into a dangerous situation in order for you to practice yeah. and yeah. understand what's happening like yeah. you know you have your displays and it shows you okay you put in this input and that made you do a fireball or whatever yeah. uh and really good um fighting game tutorials will even teach you more advanced combos and be like, Hey, you just did like a super complex combo. Good job. Like you hit all of these in order and you saw how one thing flowed into the next. And I feel like with some of these, uh, JRPG combat things, as they get more complex, they're just relying on text and menus to tell you Uh what things do. And it's like, that's not helping. Yeah. And like you said, Susan, you know, the problem is Xenoblade 2 actually does offer you safe spaces to practice the combat, but you don't have access to what the combat can actually do until it just arbitrarily is like, now's the time. Now you get the secret knowledge. Um, Yeah. So it doesn't sound like you're not going to keep playing, though. Oh, no, I'm going to keep playing it. I, uh, I'm... uh, I am enjoying it. I just, I, I wish it was better at explaining the sophistication of the combat because as I figure more and more out about it, like I've figured out, okay, I can cast break and then switch to my other blade and then use uh, my, my grapple hook to uh, topple them. And then we can do a launch move and then I could, that's fun. Yeah. As I as I begin to grok how it all fits together, that's really enjoyable. But I'm having to do so much of the heavy lifting on my own. And and another issue is uh, there's a there's a lot of grinding you could do. Like there's lots of fodder out in the world that you can kill to level up. But those fights tend to be so short that they don't let you do the higher level combo stuff because your meters reset once an yeah. enemy is dead. I will say right where you are based on what you've been talking about is where that changes. Okay. Like, like you're, you're finally at the edge of where the game starts tipping over into tossing you into more okay. complex because it sounds like you, you just, you're just past where Van Damme joins you. Uh, no, right? I'm, I'm, I just, uh, Pyra has just gone blonde. Oh, Pyra just way. went blonde. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> near, near where you are, <laughs> without context, that sounds yeah, amazing. It right? does. That does sound amazing. It does sound like like this is like a JRPG plus a bad plot from like a B Marilyn uh, Monroe movie. Uh, Pyra has gone blonde. That is. That's not really a spoiler, everybody. That's that's just that's just a fun way of putting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. N- outside of the town where you are. Uh-huh. You know how, like, the town you're in is affixed to, you know, it's sort of going up the neck of this yes. giant giraffe-shaped yeah. beast. That hill that you're on, if you sort of go to the sides of the hill that lead into that city, mm-hmm. there are some hard-ass fights in there. Okay. Uh, there's some unique monsters, and the funny thing is, is I ended up sort of pausing the story for almost five hours. Mm-hmm. Because I just kept picking fights on that hill with things I had no <laughs> business. Oh, that's that's another great example. I know unique monsters matter. Right. Couldn't tell you why. Oh, it's just it, they just give you good stuff. That's it. That's oh, like, okay. Yeah, it's when you kill one. 
yeah you get you get you get sweet sweat. goods so okay. actually uh, on that hill at like the base of that hill it's really uh-huh. cool part of the game it goes up from these sort of wetlands with these giant almost shell-shaped lily pads at yep. the base uh yep. into this grassy rocky area and then as you go up and up and up it just sort of gets more and more mountainous so when you're at the beginning and still pretty close to the grasslands, there's a unique monster down there who looks like he's snuffling around on a tree. And he's oh. just like, he's just like, nye, 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 nye. and he'll, he will, he'll ignore you unless you go up and you're just like, nah, 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 and start poking him. <laughs> and he, he just poops on you. He poops on you repeatedly and his poop is poisonous. Nice. His poop breaks the affinity with your blade, so you can no longer use your powers for a set amount of time. And he calls in all the other little birds that he's a big version of. Nice. And like they're awful little, you know, shitty Toucan Sam ripoffs, but they beat the shit out of you. And I that was what I stopped. I was like, I'm not playing any more of this game (laughs) until he is dead. And I hate him. Uh, so you you fight him and you get a a ton of experience for putting him down you he'll drop a bunch of really good stuff including rare cores um, oh okay which okay. you know so and anybody who hasn't played this you get blades you get your pokemon persona by mm. getting cores and then one randomly generates from the ones that you find a rare one has a better chance of yielding one that is a, a crazy looking anime creature as opposed to a dull-eyed robot but in addition to that the tree he was snuffling around on you can examine it once he's dead oh. and dig up a buried treasure <gasps> oh right so i'm on you, board for that yeah when you bring down the special monsters there's always goodies of some kind uh-huh. That result. Yeah. I, I'm very uh, excited to see what you think as you keep playing from where you are. I do. I do want to mention real quick because um, I was talking to somebody about uh, about this on Twitter. You will get one shot at just walking around because you'll be like there'll be you'll be walking around going to to a town or going to a place and there will be all, all the monsters around you will be basically on par a level with you and then there will be one motherfucker who's like 60 70 levels above you and it will every once in a while just zone in on you and be like Boop, and you're dead yeah that will happen it's not as frustrating as you think it's going to be i promise it's a mild inconvenience at most and once you know that that motherfucker's there you can you know swing around to go the long way and avoid him so uh i know uh some people were like oh god i'm not gonna play the game it, it really is not frustrating oddly it's just it doesn't even bug you um also the worst thing in the world happened to me one of the very first cores I opened was a rare one. Oh, that's so <laughs> that, right. It's terrible because all the other cores, th- again, think core is a persona, like a demon in persona. Um, so I have this like exotic that I've had since like the f- first five minutes. In the and game. you think they're all going to be red. Exactly. And I think they're all going to be that red. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I, I just, I keep opening them and like throwing them away. Like, pfft, Trash, trash, trash. You're so you're not far away from where you find out what to do with the trash ones. Oh, okay. The, tr- the trash one, the trash ones end up serving a purpose. Okay. Cool. Um, I will. I'm. I'm gonna get. This is general advice to everybody listening who keeps hearing us talk about this and thinks like, "Fine, I'm convinced. I'm gonna try it." Feel free to ignore side quests almost entirely. 
or, the, or don't because the, they're or, fun. The, or don't because they're fun, but don't think. I, 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 so you and I end up getting into the same place sometimes, Susan. Yeah, that's, that's too many side quests. We that's totally true. Like, like, fuck it. I'm out of this game. I'm done with you. Uh, yeah. there, they are purely additive. Uh, there's some fun story stuff when you do side quests. There are tangible rewards, but yeah. you, if you just want to follow the story and you start to think to yourself, like, oh my God, I'm never going to finish this game. Just, just follow the story. Yeah, that's, that's, that is completely true. Yes. Yeah. And like nine times out of 10, the side quest you pick up, if you just follow the story, you will be naturally led into completing them along the way. Um, yeah. Xenoblade. I can't, I'm I'm very excited to, because I, I I feel Susan, you and I are not going to be leaving this game for a while. I feel like we're going to be tucked in there in between rounds of Tulip. Uh, <laughs> probably gonna be getting back into this game. So, if not next episode, we'll we'll have a Xenoblade check in at some point. Dave Roberts, you've been playing a more interesting role playing game recently. Yeah, uh, a s- small time, a small indie thing. There are very few uh, people trying to have sex with their own swords, uh, which is no, not in this picture. one. But there's some weird stuff going on. Uh, uh, it's uh, crossing souls, crossed souls, crossing souls. Uh, yeah, crossing in Jordan, crossing no. Jordan, crossing uh, Jordan, cross, crossing cross, Amy, cross, nice, crossing. <laughs> Damn it, Kevin Smith, Jane Silent Bob are showing up and they're they're doing shenanigans. No, it's no, it's called it's called crossing souls. It's um, it's a devolver. Basically, like it's pixel art synth wave stuff it's basically like my catnip like i find myself just drawn to it just naturally if you say, like, si- if you say cyberpunk saw, next i'm just gonna it's, no it's not it's not window. cyberpunk it I is saw, not i saw a demo of this and i immediately thought hipster earthbound oh, kind of yeah it's like I it's like, like that it's like earthbound but like a 1980s Spielbergian like friends in the summer going on an adventure movie like uh like like the goonies like that kind of like think that uh basically the 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 game it's the it's the first game from the studio called four attic which is like a bunch of dudes up in uh spain they were showing off some some gifts from this thing just like wait we want to make a really cool 80s like hollywood inspired pixel art video game and they like they got successfully funded on kickstarter uh picked up for public uh publish publication by devolver and it took them like five years to make finally make this game wow uh but yeah it's basically like okay so it's set in the 1980s you are a group of five young teens living in this small town in northern california california uh sure seems that way I was, I was, <laughs> I was holding out hope that that was just for me. Hey guys, the inter- the internet heard Dave start to say it's like the '80s, and then tried to stop him. It was Netflix charging in, being like, "Shut up! We still got like three more series that are going to cash in on this '80s nostalgia craze." <laughs> All right, a little little time stamp uh, around fifty-one minutes to our dear producer Bill. Uh, yeah, and just leave leave this audio in the the backer version. They can hear us <laughs> dunking on Dave. <laughs> hey guys, you know it had a synthwave soundtrack and Dave likes it? That's crazy. 
What? It's what? That's like somebody saying, hey, did you know there's a pretentious ass story in this? Anthony likes it. It's a oh my God. stupid art project. Oh, shit. Susan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll keep all of this break in here and for, for the backer version uh, while we wait for Dave to come back. You need to listen. Troy Baker is a guest on Pete Holmes's, the comedian Pete Holmes's podcast. You made it weird. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. A three hour conversation with Troy Baker. And like, Fine. I knew I knew Troy was cool. I knew he was an interesting guy. Yeah. I didn't know quite how cool he was. He's just a great dude. Uh, yeah, he's somebody you, you totally want to hang with. Yes. Yeah. yeah. After listening to this, like I, I, I realized next time I'm at some kind of event and he's there, I'm, I'm, I have to go and, and talk to him. He's yeah. Stalk him. Guy. Because yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dave's back. That was Dave's weird. Back. That was weird. <laughs> I, uh, no, like my internet didn't go down. Just Google Hangouts was just like, Bleh! And yeah, no, no, for some the reason. internet tried to stop you from talking about something that is 80s-esque as <laughs> It was like, we're putting a kibosh on this. No, it, is he talking about synthesizers again? God damn it. Kick him. No. To, to, put a, to put a cap on that, Susan, the end was Troy Baker saying that Inside was one of the greatest games Oh my played. god. Vindication. <laughs> I, I just heard that and I was like, yes! Yes, Joel from The Last of Us has the good taste. I love it. All right, okay. <laughs> it's terrible. In, inside was the oh, inside was the most recent game where I beat it, and I said, "I wish I hadn't spent that money." Oh, I, yeah, I felt that's that. the last game that I. That's the most recent example I have of I beat it and go. <laughs> That's well. That was twenty dollars. I, uh, I, be, I beat it and then went ro- and wrote about it in my journal. No part of what I just said is a joke or I know. or making fun of I, myself. It's just all true. <laughs> so, Crossing Souls. Yes, it takes place in the eighties. Okay, takes place in the eighties. You're a group of five friends who live in a small town in uh like i think like northern california so there's some part of california Dave, the internet's gonna kick you off again <laughs> i know i know i'm, Keep going I'm holding like out okay. at least it wasn't oregon <laughs> so <laughs> okay okay we lost anthony again five teenagers <laughs> okay five teenagers oh. Do you want me to stop? They're socialists. It's, it's, okay. They're socialists. <laughs> no, I please. Cap- I like to hear what this ca- game ca- is about. It's, a, it's 1980s synthesizers. Capitalism is the devil. And they oh, go... No, God, it's not. Fuck off, no. <laughs> no, so it's... Uh, each of these kids has their own, like, special ability. So, like, the main character is Chris. He's kind of like the, the cool jock kid. uses a baseball. Uh, and he jumps and climbs on stuff. And then he's got a nerdy friend named Matt who likes to, he's an invent stuff. He's kind of weak and scrawny, but he's got a cool laser gun and he has hover shoes. And uh, this girl named Charlie, who Chris has kind of a crush on, she's like really quick and she uses a jump rope to like hit people and launch herself around with. Uh, then there's Big Joe who pushes blocks and beats people up really hard, but he's kind of slow. And then there's uh, your brother Kevin, who doesn't really have a lot of stuff to do. Uh, 
Anyway, Cause so because he's, he's your cousin, Kevin. Well, yeah, well, because yeah, you, 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 the the first hour of this game is you like your brother's like I found something. You're like, dude, you are just you are an annoying little brother, but okay, I'll round up the crew. We'll go hang out, and you can just kind of poke around this little town and look at all the little pixelated Ghostbusters posters and take in all of the the cheeky little '80s references that they pepper in, and then and then it, it, it quickly goes very like Stand by Me. Your brother discovered a dead body. And then, so you go and you find it. But then this guy is like a scientist and he's got this mysterious artifact. Your nerd friend's like, I know what to do with this. And you hook it up to a device and it allows you to interact with uh, the Duat, the land, the like Egyptian land of the dead. And so you hit a button and you can see spirits where there were no spirits now. And cool. so you find out that this evil general uh, is trying to uh, start something called the One Day War, which is basically when ghosts overtake uh, Earth and there's like this massive battle between like humans and, and ghosts. And he's just like, fuck it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, we don't want that because we like our town where it is. And so you basically, you go through this town and there it, it goes from um, like you start in the town, you go to the cemetery uh, level by level, and you solve puzzles together, you switch between the different characters, you interact by flipping the world between the real and the uh, the ghost world to solve puzzles. Uh, it's just like, it feels very like a like if Stranger Things was a Zelda game. Uh, oh. Yeah. So it's, it's action-y, it's like, I, you know, you were talking about all five characters' different abilities. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if they're things that you're picking from a menu. Is it turn-based? No, yeah. So you you're just, doing this. It's stuff? all real-time uh, action combat, very Zelda-like. And you just you hit the shoulder button and you can switch. So, like, if one of your guys is like, oh, no, I'm about to die, you can switch. And then you can attack mm-hmm. with somebody else. Like, And you need to you need to do that because some of the bosses, um, like, they'll, they require you to switch between... Like, uh, one of them, uh, they actually split up your characters in, like, a, one part is doing, like, a Simon battle. You have to memorize these buttons and then jump on them, and that does damage. And then it switches over to another area where um, Chris is, like, has to beat away um, enemies with the baseball bat. And then it's like, sw- switches back and forth between them. Yeah. Is this, is this like, an action, uh, a party-based action RPG? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And, so you don't see all five of them on the at screen. Once. They're no, not there's following just one. You. No. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I was confused about that too, Susan. I I okay. thought like okay. yeah, you only control one person a at a time, uh, and you have to flip between them because each character's abilities is required to like defeat enemies as well as solve puzzles in the world. Okay. Um, it's like the the combat itself is a little stiff and not great. Uh, but the world that like it, it it feels more like any game that is like trying to evoke this like sense of the eighties really nails that both the 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 kinds of games that were made in the eighties as well as the the feeling of like watching an eighties summer blockbuster like the music feels straight out of something like the Goonies or like Back to the Future uh like it's like a combination of the sweeping orchestra stuff like uh like Back to the Future with like the synthwave stuff like they actually got a synthwave guy uh, Time Cop 1983 I think is his name is to do like a bunch of yeah I know right yeah as the call shuts down um, <laughs> and uh, the internet kicked Dave again uh, the internet kicked Dave back to Dave town but like yeah it, it just it, it has 
a bunch of different ideas and i think it succeeds more often than not especially when it jumps between like the legend of zelda stuff and then the little mini games that like transition between chapters like there's there's one that's basically a straight up battle toads bike scene Awesome. Like like the side scrolling with the jumping the things you like it, it has the little arrows that point to which uh, row that you need to be in so you don't hit an obstacle but it like it feels way better than Battletoads ever did uh, it's like it it's 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 it wears its nostalgia on this on its sleeve um, but it's not in the same way it, it's, no, it sounds it's, like it's, it's actually... the same way that like like Stranger Things Stranger yeah. Things it very much revels in that 1980s-ness and i like i don't but it doesn't use it as a, as a replacement for for, for story or uh, yeah. right but also yeah. i also don't think that that story would be as strong without it because like it like the, no, the, the nostalgia would be impossible without it well yeah <laughs> um just the, like the way that it weaves the the 80s nostalgia with its story is like they're of a piece as opposed to something like you know, I I rag on Ready Player One a lot, but it like that game. That, That's because it's garbage. Yeah, it's bad because it's it's literally just like look how many '80s things I know, and this is like taking those things that you love and like tweaking them in really cool and interesting ways. And I think that like it's for anyone who who likes those who who basically wants to play like an '80s movie like Back to the Future um, should check it out. It's pretty yeah. cool. I dig it. I, I have a question about checking it out. Yeah. What systems? Oh, what can systems is it, it on? on? It's on PS4 and the PC slash Steam. And Switch, right? Isn't no. There a Switch version? This one's not on Switch. Just yeah. PS4 and yet yeah, no, I know. I was gonna go buy it right now. Just wait. No, Just wait. Honestly. Yeah, I know. Just wait. Just wait. wait. Anything? <laughs> I was waiting for. God, what was it? I don't even remember. Something. Oh, oh. Uh, the the Ease game. Oh yeah, yeah. Ease. Yeah. You guys there you go. Yeah. yeah. Now that's coming to Switch. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you to play that. Dude. Yeah, it's going to be... Wait. Oh, my God. This is another reverse Hulk situation. This is just because, like, I think... Ease 8 is, I believe, a better game than Xenoblade 2 is. Uh, there's some crossover there in the thing. Okay, that, okay. It, thematically. Um... But I think that there is a steeper wall of anime bullshit. Oh boy! Yep. Okay. Uh, standing between you and the game, I'm very yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit more of that. Put it this way: I just had to turn off the voices wholesale. Oh, like Jesus. not just battles, totally across the board. All those voices had to go. Um, <laughs> Why is it with anime characters and breathing? Like this, I don't know. this is a question I need answered. Oh God, why? I think it's I. I think it has to do with just the way that, uh, you know, like when you have, if you have a nervous character who is shy or something, right? Uh, imagine trying to write out uh, how they would speak. You think well if you have them stuttering like nobody actually well some people do but not a whole lot of people actually stutter if they're talking to somebody that they're shy around right mm. but you I put also that don't in, go but, <gasps> right right but listen so you but you put that into writing to convey that expression and convey that through language you could do it descriptively but you put it in the dialogue because you want it that's the way you no, want to sell that no feeling. i don't buy that if it were I, no because you're you it's anime is also a visual medium 
Right, so but you it goes have the back ability. so it goes back so far to written tales and like it's just a more I yeah, think it's like just, Japan yeah, it's, has it's a, a big history with written um storytelling more probably even more so than even the English language does, but Dude, no. No, there's there is no verbal equivalent of <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Wow, domestic Sam is trying to clean about. her bathroom. There we is no verbal equivalent of that. <laughs> we just did the voiceover session for domestic Samus. I really did. Yeah. Work at home. It's true. It's true. But anyway, oh, no, so she, uh, she dropped the she dropped the sponge. I, uh, Dave. Yeah. Before we move on from Crossing Souls, one more question about it is: this is one of I think fifteen. This is the fourteenth episode of Continue. I think we've covered fifteen indie. Uh, Zelda-like games yeah. for the pixel style at this point. You play a lot of games that do similar things that Crossing Souls do. Like yeah. Independent release games. You at no point talked about this the way you talk about like Blossom Tales. And am I, am I remembering the name of that game? Yeah. Right? Blossom Tales? Yeah. So it sounds like this gets it right. It sounds okay, like this so is... it's it's it is not focusing on the same things that Zelda does. It is not like a big interconnected world with different gadgets that you unlock. It just I I, I refer to it like Zelda because it is a it is a top down game. Okay, that you like you know there are enemies that come you attack like you would in Zelda, uh, but it is it is structured more way more linearly. Like you move from area to area to area and then you're done. Um, but your, you know, your moveset changes because as you progress the story, things happen to the characters and, you know, uh, characters move in and out of your party based on, um, I don't want to get too much into spoilers, but like it goes some places that I was not expecting uh, a game that like was trying to evoke that like summer blockbustery feel, uh, in a, in a, in some really interesting ways. And I, and I feel like, um, it earns those moments, uh, especially by the end of the game. Um, and that's again, like why I, I call back to the idea that it's like, it's taking those things that you love from the eighties that you think about when you think of the eighties, you're like, Oh, I love, I love those movies. I love that music. I love that, that style that everything is pink and, you know, neon and it's like cool, but it's just like just a little tweak. And, um, like, like, again, like I, I bring up stranger things a lot and that's the, I kept thinking about stranger things as I was playing this because it evoked that same feeling of like, this reminds me of the stuff that I grew up watching, uh, but told in a way that doesn't make me feel like this thing is specifically trying to make me feel those things. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. totally. It, mm-hmm. it absolutely makes sense. It makes sense all over the place. It, I, I keep, as you're describing that, I'm thinking about the games that are going to get made 15 years from now Yeah, that are all uh, sort of, like, not low-poly. Like, they're they're basically all trying to look like Unreal Engine 3, and they're going to be touching stories about people, like, getting sucked into MySpace pages. I'm thinking <laughs> about... I'm thinking about indie game... 2035 that's actually about 2006 all the characters are gonna look really wet for some reason yeah it's like everybody has posters of fast and the furious four in the background (laughs) so you've got the you've got the prototype for that and emily is away (laughs) yeah 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 um so before we talk about our next game a, a little piece of disclosure 
the next game that we're going to talk about that Sam has been playing was actually worked on by an old friend of the show and a backer of this podcast. Uh, this game was worked on by our good friend Fassi Sayed, uh, who works at Crytek and is a, a very talented game maker in his own right. Loves and cats, loves yogurt. He loves yogurt, spells it in a very intriguing way, thanks to our... Yoghurt! Yoghurt is a great deep cut. A, deep, a cut deep cut for long-time listeners of this show. Um, but yeah, F- Fassi has been working on this game, which is a co-op shooter that looks like it takes place in a nightmare about a Creedence Clearwater revival album. <laughs> And that's about all I know about it. I haven't played it yet myself. And uh, Sam told me that he was playing this, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect. I want to. I want to hear about this." So, Sam, lay. What is the hunt in addition to what the hell I just said? Well, you are actually uh, you're halfway right with the co-op thing. First off, okay. Um, so. This game started as something called Hunt Horrors of the Gilded Age. And that was a totally co-op, basically like a survive the monsters uh, four person thing. Like a horde mode thing? Yeah, kind of. Or like a Left 4 Dead kind of thing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Left 4 Dead is a good point of comparison. Um, It was it was interesting um, I saw it years ago when we were at Joystick, actually. Wow. Uh, I saw it at a Behind Closed Doors presentation. I was like, okay, I like the aesthetics and stuff. But it also wasn't really doing much beyond the, okay, so it's Left for Dead, but Cowboys instead sort of thing. So they reworked it, tore it apart, gave it to a new um, director, and now it is five teams of two and you're all working against each other uh, while you're also fighting against the uh, map. So what do you mean fighting against the map? Yeah. So you get, so you get dropped in uh, to a large, fairly large scale map, not like PUBG sized or anything, but big. Uh, and your goal is to kill whatever big monster that map is hiding. Uh, right now in the alpha, they only have two. There's a giant spider, and there's a thing called the butcher, which is basically a big butcher guy. Um, <laughs> he's he's yeah. just out in the swamp. They're not they're not imaginatively Carbon, named Car- right now. It Car- just says spider and butcher. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, I like the clarity. Yeah, so you get dropped in with your partner, or you can go solo. There are nine other players, including your friend, um, and all those other players are also on their own teams, or they're solo. Um, And what you all have to do is find the clues that are littered across the map randomly, and those clues will narrow down the map to show you where the boss is hiding. Hmm. And then you need to kill the boss uh, and it becomes sort of like this uh, division dark zone thing where you have to call in like an extraction in the dark zone. And here it's you're banishing the monster. So once you've killed it, there's a certain percentage thing that fills up and you have to defend your point, basically, 
And once you've banished it, you grab the bounty from the dead boss monster and you have to get out of the map successfully. And other people are, are the other teams are trying to kill you if you killed the guy. The other teams are trying to do the exact same things you are. Their goal is the same things that your goal is. So you can play this and approach it several different ways. You could go and rush for the clues and be the first one to figure out where the boss is and head straight there, kill it as fast as you can and try to get out as fast as you can. You could wait for other players to get the clues because your map will update as well. Sneak up and uh, wait for them at the boss location. And then as soon as they're like fighting it, just pop them in the back of the head when they don't see you. Or you can go human hunting and figure you're going to take out all the other players first before you even bother with the PvE stuff. Or you could be a huge dickhead and just wait at the exits so that that way, even when they get the bounty, you pop them and then steal the bounty for yourself and take it. Uh, And all of this is kind of mixed in with a little bit of Darkest Dungeon uh, character generation. So your character's... There is permadeath in the game. Your character, when they die, is dead. Just gone. Forever. Yeah. So what you do is you recruit new ones, and they're procedurally generated, so they have, like, different names, different, like, outfits, and different uh, weapons and abilities and equipment. But it's always random. So you just basically click the recruit button, you get four new hunters to choose from and you hire them with the in-game currency. Um, And then that's the hunter that you take into your next fight. Do you have to, so all of this, you're, you're doing all of this with a partner. Mm -hmm. Are they selecting from the same pool of five characters that you hired? Different. Everybody has their own recruitment pool. Everybody has their own um, equipment and things to manage it kind of works a little bit like i think of it like uh the way that like league of legends or heroes of the storm or other mobas have kind of adopted this thing where the character levels up but also your account levels up all right Mm. so if you survive if you (laughs) uh if you do well in a match your character will level up and they'll unlock the ability to use like extra slots or they can use better equipment or whatever um, but as your account levels up, you get access to bigger and better stuff as well. So like you start the game and you've only got the choice between like a Winchester rifle and a shotgun hmm. as your account levels up, which is the same way that you would level up by just playing. Uh, now you can buy like a pistol that has knuckle dusters on it. You can buy first aid kits. And now even if you get a randomly generated character that doesn't have those things, you can go in and give them those things because you've unlocked them through your account. So let's say I get a guy who has a rifle and a first aid kit, but I'm going to go fight the spider, so I want him to have an antidote instead. As long as my account has leveled up to the point where I've unlocked the antidote, I can just buy that and put it into his Mm -hmm. inventory. So you unlock items permanently through your account. Your character unlocks things temporarily as long as they're alive. This is super interesting. Because, you know, yeah, I'm kind of into it. Whenever somebody starts describing a multiplayer shooter, like when you were talking about what it originally was, you could immediately be like, oh, it's like Left 4 Dead. 
And when you started describing it, it like I, I, I almost was like, oh, so it kind of sounds like if Evolve wasn't trash. Ooh. Uh, but even that isn't quite right it's, because it's weird. Like, yeah. So this is I was totally thinking unique. about this is really cool. I was talking. I was thinking about it and like, how do you? describe this because there's so many times where you can usually give an elevator pitch of it's like this but this right and hunt has so many different elements because yeah there's a little bit of the flavor of evolve from like the heroes and like the way that you interact in your accounts and stuff uh it's also got kind of the pacing and level design of like the friday the 13th game sure it's got that darkest dungeon, uh, permadeath, and random heroes uh, procedurally generated, and like the environments give off a real Resident Evil vibe. Resident like Evil good, Seven, good, re- like, good yeah, Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, yeah. good Resident Evil. <laughs> to clarify, I have a question. I have a question. Uh, first of all, I think you mean Resi. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but here's my question. So, it, uh, so I'm assuming the matchmaking pairs you up with other players whose accounts are the same level as yours? I think that's the goal. I'm not sure how well the matchmaking is working right now because it is okay. only in alpha. Okay, right. okay, fair enough, fair enough. So it's okay. not even in beta yet. Um, okay, okay. And it is, speaking of being in alpha, it is poorly, poorly optimized. Like, you need to have a good graphics card uh, and computer to run this. But once you do, it is actually super pretty, like... I played the I played the daytime map first because I wanted to see where I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I switched over to the nighttime map and just like the moon shining down and you're in this like Louisiana swamp and you've got these like gnarled tree roots croaching encroaching onto the pathways like it's not a well-worn road. It's like foot travel stuff. Cool. Um it reminded me a lot of uh, when I was a kid, I would just go to like the parks and I'd go off trail and just kind of like explore and feel like I was, you know, sneaking through and there were enemies around and, oh, I need to be careful here and whatever. And it gives me that feeling of yeah. you're constantly just like looking around wondering, oh, man, am I safe here? <laughs> Is this OK? And um Actually, uh, one really, really cool thing. I hope that I hope either I can get in touch with them or somebody can do a like big feature on this game sound design because I don't I can't think of the last time, especially in a competitive game, that sound has been such a huge factor because combat with other players is so lethal. You don't want them to know where you are. Mm. but your gunshots will give that away so cool are all the weapons uh firearms uh there are melee weapons and you can also use your rifle or whatever as a melee weapon if you don't have like a knife um it's also the gunfire is super slow and weighty so it's like this old style control scheme where it starts down you press right click to bring it up and then you press shift to aim down the iron sight. So it's like oh, a wow. three-part process. Interesting. Which makes, like, you know, it's not firing from the hip. It's not a quick twitch reaction thing. You have to line up your shots. And you also have to manually reload. Because <laughs> uh, there's no clips. It's like the... It's 19th century. 
I love so it. all your bullets and you can also <laughs> i've done this so many times where i get into a panic i fire all my shots and if you keep firing it'll just like the hammer will go but you'll get the click sound and so then you're like shit shit ah, i gotta reload ah god um but uh to rewind back to the sound thing so as you're like trying to figure out your way there of course you want to be careful of how much sound you're making with like your gunfire the zombies and other monsters that are around you can hear you and react to you and they can come screaming for you and that'll give away your position there are like crows and wild animals that will fly up or get scared or spooked by your presence if you're too close so there's all these different things that just like you need to be listening and there's also proximity chat so if you don't have like a a discrete service set up like discord or whatever and you're talking to your partner in game again other people can hear that awesome oh that's rad so cool that's how i I found that's how i found like my first kill was i was sneaking through this house being super quiet and then i heard this guy be like yeah man i think we could uh go over this way and i'm like oh (laughs) i know know where you are that's so cool cool. i love that do you have to be close to your partner to hear each other or do you if you're using proximity chat yes that's awesome so like you can't communicate with your your guy unless you're actually near each other as well right wow i mean there are ways around it like you could I don't know how sportsmen right, like consider cool. it to use like Discord, but yeah, that's yeah. not that's not nearly as cool to use like Discord or whatever where yeah. it's not going to pick you up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if you do use the proximity chat, you have to be close to your partner or you can't hear each other. I think the fact that it's only one person that you're working with makes this even cooler. Like, I kind of wouldn't, wouldn't be as interesting to me if it was you or five people against I five think, other people i agree yeah i think i think that they could stand to do like just because so the game is all these things are really cool elements the game needs some balancing to make it like a really fun thing that you could come back to time and time and time and again yeah um like there's a sort of it's a double-edged sword because um so there's nine other players one of them is presumably your teammate but you have no way of knowing how many are alive or dead at a given time. Mm. So there were plenty of times where I was with my partner and we'd gotten the boss killed and we're like sitting there panicking being like, okay, is somebody going to come through the door and blow us up and try and steal this from us sort of thing. Only to find out that like, no, there were no players that whole time. (laughs) Yeah. So it's cool isn't that, because isn't that a good that sense of tension. Yeah, that's a, that sense of tension. Like, you just never know is really cool. But it's also like, I hope that there's some way to make the other players kind of more of a uh, a more reliable part of the equation because hmm. like, it, to, like funnel them to you. More yeah. Reliably. Some, mm. something like that um, oh, like, a, like a hunger games thing where if everybody's alive too long the arena starts getting smaller sure yeah, yeah. maybe i don't again i don't know how they could do it but just some way that because right now there's just like i don't really run into people very often and i kind of wish i did um, more which is weird because i yeah. usually hate fighting other people um but that's but, kind of the 
point. I mean, not the point, but it's, I feel like the strategies with regard to other players are more fun here than normal. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to be like tricky and you want to. Yeah. 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 I like, I like the intimacy of this game is what's appealing to me. Like the fact that when you do run into somebody, it's like, oh no, there you are. Yeah. Or, haha, there you are. I'm getting your bag of goodies. Yeah, like the 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 thing you said, Sam, about one of the strategies is screw the clues, don't worry about it, just go kill everybody first. Yeah, yeah. and then and then go find the boss at your leisure. <gasps> That's fun. Yeah, like, and they I do. Really I mean, they like do have some idea. things to kind of help with that. Like uh, if you if you do get to the boss and kill it, um, the way that you find clues is through this thing called dark vision. Uh, and if you haven't gotten any of the clues, like say that you're playing that strategy you where you're just going to wait. Are you saying stole the name of my DeviantArt account? This is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, guys. Come on. <laughs> Dark Visions is my <laughs> trademark material. Come this on. Is, this is so up your alley then. Because, uh, yeah, once you start banishing... Uh, the map starts like burning a blue flame into where you are at. So they can only your person can always check the map and know exactly where the banishing is happening. Uh, and once you start the banishing, um, if you use dark vision, there's this giant like thunderstorm calling down, like right on top of whatever building you're in. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows where you are if they're alive at that point. I just wish that there was a little bit more, funneling to get like that interaction going so what's next i mean you you've played the alpha they're gathering feedback is there is there sort of a roadmap or uh, are they going to introduce more maps are they going to introduce they've they've already introduced one new monster i know that uh monsters are the barber (laughs) (laughs) are a big part of the roadmap (laughs) big rat (laughs) <laughs> scary gator it's not even it's not even like one of the rodents of unusual size from princess bride it's just like a rat that's like almost cat sized like if you saw it you'd be like it's a big rat it's like the pizza rat from uh yeah from those videos yeah yeah it's pretty thick uh, <laughs> I, I think that they'll probably put out some more maps. I know that monsters are the big like thing that they've said they want to add more to. Um, I think they got they definitely need to focus on getting some optimization in just so that more people can play because mm-hmm. it's pretty hefty requirements right now just to get like a smooth frame rate going. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I imagine that I, every now and then I see on Twitter that they're like, "We're sending out a new round. We're sending out a new round of alpha invites." So I think that they're like keeping the the playing pool expanding. I imagine that it's this. going pretty well. I'm very interested to see if people adopt this because reach it's, out to it's, your it's, friend and try it for yourself. Yeah. Oh well, unfortunately, uh, Fassi did actually reach out about uh, me trying this. Back in December, and my rig cannot run it. Mm. Built my built my Oof. PC in 2014, Oof. and I'm already to that point where my my PC is starting to, you know, it it's not it's not chugging like I, I right. any any big AAA game that comes out, it can still very capably run it. But I'm no 
I'm no longer in that realm where I can just like set something to ultra and everything's cool. <laughs> like now it's pretty reliably like keep it at medium and uh, cross our fingers. Uh, or in the Not case the of free face young PC low. that we used to be. <laughs> I actually I, I will admit that like my PC is almost like an elderly person that had a bad fall. Uh, I, when I, <laughs> I, I I installed Windows 10 about a year and a half ago, and, and the old girl was just never the same. <laughs> it is the squirreliest machine now, ever since I installed Windows 10. And I've done a complete teardown. I did a, a backup, just tore everything down, a full clean installation of Windows 10 again. And it's still just super squirrely. Like, Destiny 2 will just stop for no reason. And then Skype will stop too. I think maybe my PC is angry at me for playing Destiny 2. That might be the what's going on in that case. It's like... Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, uh, Hunt will... They haven't announced this, but hopefully it will come to consoles. I imagine that it could. Yeah. I mean, CryEngine is a pretty flexible system, and it's like, this is from Crytek. This isn't somebody licensing the CryEngine. This is from the people who make it. So I would I would think that it certainly could. I hope, hope that it would. Yeah. I'm, exci- I'm excited to, to see people find it. It's, it, yeah. seems like, it seems like the kind of thing that if people discover it and get in there together... That it, you know, it could become something like Friday the Thirteenth, even as though it's so distinct from it. Where, you know, it, it might have its uh, issues, but people really get passionate about it and excited. Yeah. Uh, so before before we wrap up, uh, and and thank folks and move into what is going to be one of our more absurd backer only yeah i am very excited Uh, about this i i do i want to throw i want to throw this out there to our listeners uh backers and otherwise if you're listening to this uh get in touch with us on twitter uh it's at continue pod and tag me specifically at a john agnello and my question for you is if you are playing the game celeste uh, the the uh, new platformer that is on PC and Switch uh, by Matt Makes Games, Matt Thorson, the guy that made Towerfall. I want to ask you, would you like this game more if there was no dialogue at all? I I've been playing this and I I'm I have conflicting feelings about there being story because. It's not that the story is bad or that the dialogue is bad or the characters are bad. I just, I'm curious if you would like this to be a wordless thing. So take that as you will. Get in touch with us and we'll revisit the topic on our next episode. Which is a thing that will exist. Because awesome people pay money dollars for this to happen. Yay! Money dollars! Money dollars! Uh... You can go to patreon.com slash continue podcast and give us money dollars if and when we're going to say if and when we hit $750 a month, we're going to make this a weekly show and anybody who gives us a dollar gets us one step closer to making that happen. We would love to do this every single week and it would be a lot of fun. I'd have to 
broaden the the definition of slow jam again, we would get into a place <laughs> where I'd be singing like Mr. Biggs. You I'm the start one who singing to be the, oh my Michael McDonald. Or... Yeah. Do you want me? I actually now that's just going to happen be there. In the next episode. We'll be yeah, the one be to be with you. Uh, Dave, <laughs> who are the people that made yes. that happen? Yeah, who who are gonna... the people that are to blame for me doing that right now? Only you, my friend. No, <laughs> no. There are people that paid good money. Money dollars. <laughs> yes. Money yeah. dollars. Uh, so yeah, if you uh, go to patreon.com slash continue podcast and uh, pledge $10 uh, a month or more, I will read your name on the podcast as one of our uh, super special backers. Uh, so here we go. We got Mirko Rico Terreno, uh, John, Ryan Brady, Peter, Ryan Mance, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Logan Pauly, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Double Taco, Gluttony One of Seven, Francisco Areas Guimareas, Caleb Houston, Axel Olson Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Fassi Sayan, Yaddle, excuse me, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Jose Bullet Babam Cordova, Daniel Squire, Tom. Derek Sanskrit, Nick Grugan, and Damian Michaelis. Thank you all so much. And if you go to our Patreon and you uh, back us even at $5 a month, you get exclusive access to special uh, segments that we record just for backers. We have a Discord where we hang out and yell at each other. It's, it's We don't yell at each other. We're all love. You're all lovely people, seriously. Like, it is one of the... Like, people talk about how the internet is poison. Like, we have the coolest community. You can come and hang out and we post gifts and uh, Derek Sanskrit makes us all buy drop mix. Uh, it's great. Um, but yeah, so that's the, that's the Patreon rundown. We thank you all so much for, uh, your patronage and your time. And even if you don't, uh, thank you so much for listening to, we appreciate all of you very much. Yeah. We like your ears. And if it's not too much, not, not too much trouble, uh, go to iTunes and leave us a review. Yes. That's, that's one of those things that makes more people see us because iTunes, like everything else is run by a heartless, shapeless algorithm. That tells you what slop you need in your face. If you don't want slop in your face, you, you or other people's faces, yeah, or other people's faces. If you give us a review, it gives a uh, high quality, high quality, <laughs> high quality gruel of <laughs> too legit to quit <laughs> for all the people. Uh, this is. I, I want to do one thing before we tell people where else to find us. This is a shout out to one of our backers and listeners. I'm going to make a request to one of our backers. Kevin of Kevin's Corner on YouTube. I want complete reviews of all the Transformers Power of the Primes Dinobots. I want to know if I need to buy that new Grimlock. <laughs> or do I need that new Grimlock? I'm not going to know unless you review that new Grimlock. Because I got the swoop already. Because he's a pterodactyl and he's neato. Dude, uh, Kevin has email, okay? Like, you could have this conversation. Nope. And he I has to let the people know. To have I'm this like, conversation privately. I gotta know if I need that sludge. He's a, he's I, a brontosaurus oh and a robot. God. I gotta know about the slag. He's a triceratops, Susan. I'm not, I'm not saying... And, now to not get the info. When, I'm just saying maybe don't advertise. These, they're robots who are oh also who, who are also dinosaurs, and I want to know if they're good. Oh my god! 
Somebody this week's continue it. podcast has been brought to you by Kevin's Corner Transformer Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, <laughs> like, subscribe. All right. Sam Prell, where can people find you on the internet when you're not talking to us about Charleston shoes? <laughs> they can find... I. You know, the funny part is I actually really do love Charleston shoes. I could go on all day for... Okay, anyway. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at... Sam Prell, uh, just S-A-M-P-R-E-L-L. Yes, like the old shampoo. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch under Sam Prell. Uh, <laughs> like the old I, shampoo. S-A-M, 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 like- S-A-M-P-R-E-L-L. <laughs> that's, do they not that's make pretty- Prell anymore? Is that not a thing? No, I think they do. I think they, they do. They do, yeah. but it's mostly used to strip the oil out of otter's fur. He's not wrong. Yeah, I'm not kidding. That's not no, a joke, by the way. It's true. It's true. But no, I'm I'm relatively uniquely named. There aren't a whole lot of prells in the world, so why do you, you want just search for you, Sam Prell? Why do you want a non-oily otter? I feel like you need an otter that's oily. And Anthony preparing. <laughs> Anthony is rapidly preparing for his next business venture as a PR representative of Exxon. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Andrew House, and I have discovered that the only way you need your most social otter experience is if that little bastard is filled with clams and is oily as sin. (laughs) (laughs) It's covered in the juice of old dinosaur bones. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Andrew House, and I am not a shareholder in BP. All right, that was a lie. I am, but I still love my waterfowl, covered with oily crude, dug up from the ocean bottom where Cthulhu lies, dreaming about a future of new social PlayStation experiences. <laughs> Anthony, do the continue pod do, does the continue audience know that I've tapped you to help give a speech at my wedding? Because there it is, everybody. Andrew House is gonna give us this killer speech at that just wedding. A, just a killer, killer speech. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna live stream that wedding just for that. Oh heck yeah. Susan Susan, yeah. where where can they find you? Oh God, the loony bin after this. Uh, you can uh, you can uh, talk to me on Twitter. I love talking to people on Twitter at Susan Arndt. There's never been a shampoo named Arndt, so I can't help you with the spelling. Uh, you can also find me at Genie Online, a uh, website about magic, deception, and puzzles. Or you can read my weekly gaming column at Pocket Gamer, yeah, where I will tell you about uh, mobile games that you should play. I, 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 yeah, that's a good thing. Susan, uh, you need to play that yeah. Final Fantasy 15 mobile game and tell me how it is and let me know oh. if I need to upgrade my iPad because it chugs. I can't play oh, it. Oh, no. My iPad's officially oh. too old. So. Oh, no. Okay. I will do this thing. Yay. Okay. Who's turn Doberts. Do- Doberts. You- da- Dave Roberts <laughs> at... Doberts, that's not my Rave Doberts. Rave Doberts. Evil Dave Roberts. Rave Doberts. Yeah, <laughs> that's my DJ name. Rave Doberts only Rave likes Doberts, country, yeah. mu- country music in the 1970s. <laughs> it's the only things Rave Doberts likes. <laughs> <He was. laughs>
<laughs> just fucking love Have, this. okay so we're we're gonna change your your name to for at halloween to grave roberts right yeah that's what oh, i did yeah. last time oh okay cool good 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 yeah carry on okay uh you can find me at <laughs> at david robots on twitter uh you can also find my work right now at uh genie online uh a website about magic deception and puzzles that susan is uh the editor-in-chief of and i worked for her there hey so and we have fun we do have fun don't go to it's whimsical damn it don't go to twitter and follow at raven dobots (laughs) (laughs) rabid dog bones don't do it because that's rave doberts's account and he's a dick (laughs) that guy anthony where can the fine people find you you can find me on the internet uh, and you can name. find him in the smile of every child. <laughs> oh Lord! Okay. You can find me at H on Agnello, uh, and at VentureBeat.com, and writing the words at places like theAVClub.com and other joints. Um, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so so much. We will see you in two weeks, unless like a lot of you give us money dollars, and then we'll see you next week. But until then. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Why? Why? Why?